Radio. Open wide, it's mouth time with Redactress. I'm Quinn. And I'm Deb. And we're just two girls who share what our heads are thinking by moving our mouths. Move your mouth. On today's episode, here's what we'll be mouthing about. The 90s. When every day was Throwback Thursday. We're going to talk about the things that give us literal chills. And things we should stop feeling guilty about because I don't want to go to therapy. And finally, we're going to speak to our guest, feminist dog trainer, Ruth Krogan. <laughs> we're editors of Reductress, the only source for women's style, news, entertainment, life advice, inspiration, and quirky alternative uses for your pet's ashes. Yeah. <laughs> you can make a diamond like you, a real one. <laughs> you don't have to make anything with it, but you don't have to make nothing. Yeah, it's true. This is actually a dog. It's not mine. It's like Schrodinger's cat, but the cat actually is dead. And then after the cat dies, you're like... Well, this is a craft. Well, to, I can't. I have to this. craft this. You have to upcycle your grief. Uh, upcycle it. <laughs> upcycle it. Yeah. It's a hashtag for 2017, so we're not technically allowed to talk about yeah, it yet. Yeah, we can't roll it out quite yet. Yeah. Um, so basically, just to let you in on the cross. Yeah. Um, we've been talking a lot in the office about things that shake us to the core. Yeah. Basically, everything shakes me to the core because I am literally a microscopically small woman. So small. I actually don't even like the woman to me. That's like a real B word, which is what I call bad words because bad words, just the term bad words kind of scares me. Even the word bad. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff shakes me to the core. Right. Yeah. You can't see this, but Ken is actually in a booster seat right now. Yeah, I'm tiny. So small. It's yeah. true. So anyway, we've been talking about things that give us literal, literal chills. Uh, you know, like things that just have you go like, ooh. Yeah. Know? Things that are like, ooh. Like, because when I shudder audibly, it gives me literal chills. And then that makes me shudder audibly. <laughs> Yes. So much. I just like came eleven times. Yeah, you're scooting right now. I'm scooting a lot. Scoot, um, scooting big time. Whenever I see a commercial, I get literal chills, and then I just buy whatever it is they're selling it because I'm vulnerable. I get literal chills listening to you talk about literal chills. I know. I, I I just like I know I physically don't look like I'm doing anything, but on the inside. Literal chills. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you can't see this even though you're a live audience who's looking at us, but this is still a podcast, so we believe that you can't technically see us. Yeah, we don't um, understand how like things work. Yeah. Oh, that's like the basic thing if you that's have never heard or listened to like, us. We don't like we don't we don't know necessarily how know how things work. We don't but, know hats but we have guesses. We have no guesses. guesses. We call hats body toppers. And that's the most important thing about yeah. being a woman is like, just guess. You just know guess. what I mean? Like, oh, it's yeah. like, basically like this world is like against you. No one's going to fact check you. No one. In fact, we're not even entirely sure what back checking is, but. We don't know God what bless is. you. I think it's a noun. Yeah. Anyway, you anyway. can't see this, but basically we're having literal chills looking at you, even though you guys can't see us. It's really complicated. It's hard. Yeah. Light bends. So, okay, so what are some other things that give you lit chill, which is what I'm abbreviating as literal chills? Okay, what are your literal chills? Oh, okay. Um, breezes. Yeah, it gives me chill. Yeah. Your physical Just a breeze, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Um, so breeze, Tic Tacs, too much sugar. Uh, it's under two calories a minute, though. It tells you right on the pack. But you, but you, like, all of that two calories is sugar, and my body is just, like, made up of five calories, so percentage-wise, it's, like, crazy. Um, hard sneezes. I'm good with a light sneeze, but a hard sneeze will just... It'll pop the chills right out of me. Your own or someone else's? Oh, both. <laughs> unless <laughs> unless someone announces it, in which case I have time to like duck for cover. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Yeah. One time Quinn was out of work for four weeks because she shattered every bone in her body by sneezing just a little bit. Yeah. It was only a little bit of a sneeze. Some people are like, I sneeze in threes, I sneeze in sixes. I had a little bit of a sneeze, but it really incapacitated me. And the thing about it was, was that I felt so bad for myself. Do you remember that? 
Honestly, like, I don't track my life by other people's emotional journeys. So oh. I don't know. Okay, well, that was, like, a really hard time for me. I also bought Bad Ayahuasca off the back of the Dwayne Reed truck, so, like, this whole year has just been a blur. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Um, when a feather, like, lightly grazes my body from head to toe, which happens weekly, that gives me, like, lit chills. Um, yeah. When I crash into an iceberg and, like, die at sea, that's, like, a huge chill, right. chilling moment. Quinn is a reincarnated diamond. Yeah. From I was boat. born at the bottom of the sea, and doctors don't even want to ask the questions because they're afraid of the answers. Doctors hate the <laughs> Yeah. Doctors know what the questions are up here. And for those of you who are in the live audience and can't see me, I'm pointing to my brain, which is where doctors do their thinking. But, but they don't want to put it here, which I'm pointing to a mouth, because because the, the answers are they're terrifying. But honestly, when you get passionate, it gives me literal chills. But it's not my turn. Okay. And then my last thing, like, <laughs> the, the last thing that gives me lit chill is when Chab shows me literally anything on YouTube, even if it's funny. Chad is her boyfriend, and he... He is, he is my boyfriend, but, like, that... I don't really believe in labels. <laughs> and that's, like, just a thing with that's me. Like Most people believe in labels. Most people are, like, crazy about labeling relationships. But me, I'm just, like, a little different than everyone else. I'm just a little <laughs> more hesitant to, like, slap a label on something. Yeah. Yeah. What gives you lit chill? Um, personally speaking, books. I think books... Oh, think what, writing what? is such a political act because you're committing, like, my thoughts should be a brush stroke. Have you seen Freedom Writers? Freedom Writers? Yeah, Freedom Writers. It's a yeah. movie with Hilary Swank. Yeah. Before she scared her husband away with her success. <laughs> she did. She went, boo. And he said, oop. She said, boo, I got a second Oscar. And he was like, I'm out. Honestly, like, it's just, like, I love dating men because they can... They can handle it. For me. Yeah, they can handle me. Yeah, they most can handle it. Or like, I'm gonna call the police, and most men are like, I'm too shamed by society, so I'm not gonna call. Yeah, the police. they're like, I won't ask for help, but she does have a knife. But it's like all, all my kinks involve knives, and it's like I'm not gonna apologize for that. Totally, you know totally. I mean? No, no, no. You're right. You're Just right. Just because I'm a mother to a set of cutco knives that I stole. What? Doesn't mean I'm not a mother. Anyway, so I love books. Um, I love like an unopened wrapped CD case. Oh my God, just like the possibility is like so exciting. Cause it's like, am I gonna like it? You know, like this, yeah. this like later term Real Big Fish album that I'm gonna like turn into art. I literally, I remember when you got your first Sugar Ray album and you were just shaking. I just, well that's because I, uh, I had a toddler shoot me up. Oh yeah, that was that day. Capri Sun. That was like an office. That was was like an office initiative that was called "What Is Your Drug?" And we brought in a lot of different um, experiences and backgrounds to tell us what their drug were. But Div mostly brought in toddlers, and all of their drugs were just juice. I was like, toddler is my drug. My drug is toddler. And all of them brought in juice, and you put the juice in your vein, and that was a really scary day. Yeah, but I borrowed the needle, so it was fine. Oh no. (laughs) I love female Viagra withdrawal. It sucks. It's like. You know, like when your online pharmacy gets shut down because there was like a factory fire and you're like, that's not my fault. I can't have drugs. I'm too tiny. Sucks. I get so much chill. Yeah, you can't, you can't see it, but she has. The pills are too big. She's been working on the same Flintstones vitamin for 11 years. I give a nibble every morning and. And it's too much. You have to spit it out, but just the rest. I don't even know what the Flintstones are. She's too small. I'm too tiny. She's too small enough. I'm too tiny to get it. I'm too tiny. I can't get it. Um, uh, oh, I get lit chills from at the time I got rabies from a squirrel I was teaching to paint like those elephants do. Um, basically, like, I am the only person who's ever survived, like, an advanced stage of rabies, and that's not my fault. <laughs> and I was shaking a lot, though. I was yeah. like, No, like, you, you did, you were Googling bat magnet for, like, 30 hours before that happened. But then it didn't bat even, magnet? yeah, because bats have rabies and you wanted to be a magnet to a bat. Well, that's like a harmful stereotype about bats. Yeah, that's true. Um, but... And then my last oh, well. chill is, um, I'll just go through them. Uh, polyamory, when someone's playing a harmonica and someone comes along and grabs it and stomps on it and a chill goat. A chill goat? Yeah. Like when goats are like, <laughs> I'm up for whatever. Yeah. Like when they're just like, 
Because <laughs> most of the time they're not. They're either standing on something that is unexpected, like a yeah. stump or a house, or they're like punching each other. You are throwing windows. out so many goat stereotypes. And that and was, I love it. That was literal chills. Okay, so let's get to this week's theme. This is my favorite part of the show. We're talking about the theme. Yeah. Uh, and this week's theme is the nineties. America's pastime. Okay, we <laughs> love the nineties because both of us were born between nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety nine. Which means we only know what the TV and the internet told us about it. Yeah, so the nineties were amazing. Like Hillary Clinton was press. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan didn't even have a B yet. Like wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Elton John died in a car accident and then wrote a song about it. Which is crazy. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm a candle, I am a candle. Oh. And it's like, you're dead, that's so spooky. Yeah, it was spooky as heck. <laughs> yeah, what else? And this is my craziest thing about the 90s. There was only one kind of milk. One kind. 2%. 2%, that's it. <laughs> Skim, didn't exist. Almond, what's that? It wasn't what even that? a nut yet, that's and that's a trivia thing for you. 2002. People are like, soy? Why are you saying the word so soy weird? You know, it's like yeah. totally messed up. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, there were also like classic 90s songs like Mozart's Later Works and Ja Rule. And the craziest thing about the 90s is that Quinn was even tinier. Which yeah. It's like impossible. It's true. Back then I could just fit inside your hand and I'd fall asleep there. It was adorable and then it was like, where the fuck is Ann Geddes? They're like, she's doing coke on the jet ski because it's the 90s. Yeah. Ann Geddes was drunk on power. And a lot of substances. And a lot. Um, of I don't want to talk about it. Yes, she and I had a physical no talk, no, no. touch, no eye contact, uh, <laughs> masturbate across the room no. relationship for 11 minutes. And I don't want to talk about it, so don't ask me. Okay, I know. She you. put me in a cabbage. Okay. <laughs> I'm the only adult in Gettys has ever taken a picture of. <laughs> What do you think about me? <laughs> the only, yeah, she does have a rule where she only takes pictures of babies. She can't see people. But, and she can't even see babies unless they're nestled in a fruit a or cabbage. veggie. Yeah. It has to be a cabbage, and then they'll have to like, like, cabbage out in post. It's if she's just so, like, if it's not a baby in a cabbage, I don't even see that. It was so tragic when Ann Gettys had a baby because for the first 11 minutes of that baby's life, she couldn't even see she the baby. She because, was, because she was just like, where'd it go? Because Miss, oh my god! Because Mr. Gettys forgot the apple at home. <laughs> <laughs> the nineties. The nineties. I love the nineties. What yeah. else? Spice Girls. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, the nineties were pretty cool. Basically, even though we're not totally sure what any of this stuff, we don't know that it really happened. We don't know that that Getty story is true, but it does check out. It feels real. <laughs> it feels real. It feels real. Uh, like we don't even know if we were really born because that happened in the say. 90s. We weren't like really there. Yeah, yeah, like because unlike anything we just mentioned, there's no real proof that we were actually born. No, think about proof. it. Find one way to prove it to me. Honestly, birth certificates. Anyone could write one of those. <laughs> anyone can. Anyone can. Also, and you just, have. I have. Yeah. Um, everything's just made of molecules, so you can commit insurance fraud. That's so true. <laughs> That's what I said, and they were like, "Get out of here!" And I was like, "Nah." Yeah. I lived in the police station for a year. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically the 90s were spooky. They were so spooky. There was yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark? There was also like an actual dark. My third grade journal was dark as fuck. I what? wanted to kill my gym teacher because he made us pretend to be crabs. Oh, so I was like, I'm not gross. a fucking crab. I'm a woman and I have a cunt. And he was like, you're, you can't. Don't. <laughs> and then I ate a kickball and I had to go to the hospital. Oh my god, you ate a kickball. I did. I just wanted to make sure that everyone heard that. Okay, so there was a lot of crazy stuff in the 90s. Um, the biggest star on the planet was someone named Chris Gaines. Think about it. Yeah, I, I think he OD'd or something because it was like he just disappeared. Ooh, you know what? So they should do a behind the music on him. Yeah, they should revive the show behind the music so that we can find out what happened to Chris Gaines. Yeah, totally. So anyway, we're going to be reminiscing about the 90s throughout the rest of the show because we love that 90s. It was a time, it was a time in the world and we like it. Yeah. Um, okay, and that was the, the 90s. 90s. 
Okay, so now it's time for our favorite segment. It's our total. It's our favorite segment. It's our literally. Like, it's our. Lot, but it's like fa- your it's our like favorite segment. segment. It's our favorite segment, and it's called the, the mouthwash. And this is like when we gargled Reductress's favorite headlines until we're literally frothing at the mouth. This week's headline is "Things We Should Stop Feeling Guilty About Because I Don't Want to Go to Therapy" by Shelby and Low. I mean, wow. Yeah, honestly, I really like going to my therapist because she always gives me a big hug and tells me I'm her beautiful daughter. <laughs> Are you talking about your mom? Yeah, she's like a great therapist, especially considering that she like doesn't have a degree in therapy. <laughs> That's fair. I've been essentially guilt-free since I was 12, so I have no idea what it's like to see a therapist if it's not like a man named Dib, which is like almost my name, and like he lives in a tree and we just sort of look at each other and like that feels good. But it just it's just like I don't even know, like I mean Basically, it was just something I should stop feeling guilty about, though. It was like maybe putting that family of otters in my trunk. Why? <laughs> Why did you do that? Because they looked like they needed a ride somewhere. I don't know. Oh. They were on the side of the road, and it was like, "Is your thumb out? I can't tell. Get in here." And I had to chase them a lot. But I wait, got so them. then what happened? We um basically we uh, had a they went to Vegas and we had a really good time. Oh, cool. <laughs> And then they were all shot by animal control. No. I feel really bad, but not bad enough to talk to a therapist about okay, it. Okay, honestly, that's brave. That's brave. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really feel brave. Yeah, if there's anything that I really need to stop feeling guilty about, it's eating too much fruit. <laughs> Sorry, but I can't tell you how many hours I've spent just in therapy, like, freaking out over my crazy hobbit. You know what, it is actually really time to stop feeling guilty about that, even if it does have way too much sugar and is basically like doing cocaine, but without the fun of doing cocaine and like you don't make any plans. Yeah, you're totally right. I just, you know, it's it's really daunting when I look at a pear and I'm like, this is half my size. <laughs> yeah. And that was the, the mouthwash. Okay, so here's a 90s quiz. What? 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 In the 90s, there were quizzes. Yeah. But they stopped. They stopped. And yeah. we should do a behind the music we about should. it to find out what happened with the quizzes. We really should. A pop-up video. What is that? Yeah. Okay, so here's the first 90s trivia question. Which one of these things could you wear, Jinkos or sync? <laughs> I think my answer has to be neither. I was a baby. You're a baby. You're a naked baby. I was a naked baby. You were too small. They tried to put a dress on you, and you just almost disappeared. I fell right through. She fell. I got stuck in an internal seam. <laughs> you forget about those. You forget about those when you don't have someone that tiny. You don't think about it, internal seams, but yeah. it's it's like a pocket but smaller. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say in sync because it did. I don't want to say I dated Chris Kirkpatrick because he was sort of running away. I don't want to say from me, but it was away from me. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm your lawn guy, and he was like, No, you're not. You can't be here. Where did you get that lawnmower? And I was he's like, the punch- your lawnmower. He's the punchline of a lot of insane jokes, but anyone who knows that his verse on. Drive myself crazy is very good. Yeah, and they all did have, they went into a mental hospital for a year. Yeah, that that. is in the music video for Drive Myself Crazy. They're they're in uh, a solitary confinement cell and it's padded and they're wearing silk pajamas and each one has their own color. And they're reminiscing about the women who have, who did something, it's their fault, that made them do something that is the women's fault that put them in solitary confinement. And then at the very last minute of the video, they are freed, and the women who were so bad are now being taken away to the mental hospital. That's good because in the '90s there was no such thing as mental health awareness. No, at no, all. no. It was that was invented last year by. It was just called "What the fuck is that lady it was doing?" Just called, yeah. You're like you have a two episode arc on Friends. It's like, called. That's what <laughs> mental illness was yeah. in the '90s. Oh yeah. They're like, I'm desperately ill. Like, we're breaking up. And then you just don't see them. But it's like, you know they died. (laughs) Okay, we're going to play a game. And it's called Same Same Game. And basically, we're going to list off a bunch of things that we saw this week and what we felt. And it's going to be like we felt the same because, wow, we're relatable. Soup's really. Okay, Okay, so here we go. Um, okay, I saw a bird fly into a plane propeller, and I was just like, yes, feels, yes. 
<laughs> All of them. I saw my reflection in a pond and was just like, same. I saw some intentionally relatable content. Me, that's me. <laughs> I met someone also named Dev. Like, it me. Yeah. I saw a pig hug a chicken and I was like, to be honest, same. <laughs> International supermodels, same Z's, like, lit me. Yeah. Uh, I saw Hamilton. Honestly, same. <laughs> Two empty graves, c'est moi. Um, uh, fully solved Rubik's Cube, like, Yes, exactly, same. Some water turned into wine. So me. Yeah. I like thought the word same. 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 Oh my God, same. Yeah, like the sting of death. Same. 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 Yeah. When you said same, same. 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 I look at everything and I'm like, it me. It me. It me. Literally me. Same. Ooh, a school of fish caught in a dam that need to be airlifted upstream to safety. That's so us. That's so, so us. Stop playing in. They're gonna be so scared, but they'll feel better. Oh my god. And that was same thing. <laughs> okay, so here's another '90s trivia question for you. Did anybody die in the '90s? Okay, let's say it together. One, two, three. Nope. No. It was, a, it was it was a so magical time. Scary. That's why we keep wanting to talk about it. It was, it was like, a death-free time. It was three days into 1990, and everyone was like, um, "We all still here, right? We're still here. Yeah. I'm still here. Everybody I'm still here. here. Are you guys still here?" And then it was like four days, and they were like, "And they're like, are we all still I'm here?" Freaking out! Yeah. Right? Did nobody die? Did no one die? <laughs> Someone good died. Tomorrow. And then, it, and then it was like 1999, and everyone's like, and people were like starting to feel a little guilty because they were like, oh, "I wish some people would die," but they were Honestly, like, "You know what? We gotta wait until the millennium." And then, and then, like, so many people. And then so many people died immediately. Yeah, because they were computers. And they yeah, there were computers and they shut down. <laughs> but thank goodness people went and bought so much water at the grocery store. Thank God. Thank God. You know what? The thing about the 90s that you need to keep in mind, you can't see this because it's a podcast, but the thing that you need to keep in mind is if, if you found out about a death during the 90s, you were lied to. And it's time for you to go back and figure out what really happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, Selena is. Uh, I don't know what year she died, but I bet it was. She, it was not in the nineties. She's still fine. Yeah, she's actually like great. Yeah, she's actually like. I was just texting her earlier, and I was like, same. It's great. No, and she's like got this like whole new image, and she's yeah. wearing like rabbit ears, and she's got songs like, like yeah, name one. This is one of our most favorite, favorite segment, like of our favorite segments. Like, this is the baby. We say it a lot, but it's like this one. Like, I don't even think we say it that much. Same. Okay, same. Hey, Dev, I was thinking. Really? Yeah. I know. Wow. I was thinking about how I know what's in almonds, mm-hmm. and I know what's in peanuts, mm-hmm. and I know what's in macadamia nuts, mm-hmm. but I don't know what's in my tampons. Which is another kind of nut. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, what's in my tampon? Like, is it a ghost? Is it like two ghosts? Is it like a bunch of chemicals? Like, what's in there? And the crazy thing is, they don't have to tell you. No, they don't. But there's a subscription service called Lola that has 100% cotton tampons delivered right to your door. Which one? Your home door. Mm, I don't have a door. Okay, well, for everyone else who has an apartment or a house or just some type of co-op situation that we hold no judgment over, it's delivered right to your door. It's super convenient. The product is great. The applicators are BPA-free. And you know exactly what you're putting up your vagina. Well, you put them up your vagina. I use them for art. Lola gives women peace of mind about what they're putting in their bodies. Their products are 100% hypoallergenic cotton tampons with no additives, synthetics, chemicals, or dyes. You could dye them yourself, but Lola ain't going to do that for you. Totally. And the best part is, you can have a special offer if you listen to the show. You can have it. You can have that. So go to mylola.com and enter the code REDUCTRESS when you subscribe. And that'll get you 60% off your first order, which is almost like three-fifths. Yeah, that's so true. 
So go to mylola.com, enter promo code Reductress, and you get a bunch of tampons where you can put it in your body and you can say, good, good. 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 Okay, we're so excited to have this guest here. You guys are going to love her. Um, uh, she is the host of the show on Animal Planet, Ruth Krogan, feminist dog trainer. Please welcome Ruth, Ruth Krogan. Hi, thank you. I'm Ruth. It's so nice to be here. Are we saying it right? Are we saying it right? Ruth. 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 Ruth Krogan. Wow. Ruth Krogan. Like, Ruth Krogan. Yeah, it's so fun because like you think maybe like you're Spanish, but you're not. No, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at all. It's just that's <laughs> the only R that you trill. Yeah. Um, well, there's also Russian. But no, I'm not. Oh, I always, literally, like, my big thing, like, my biggest weakness is that I forget about Russian. Like, I'm yeah, just it's like, true. what? And then it's like, oh, of course. You know? Yeah, 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 it's Russia. It's, it's, it's most of the world. Like, if you think about how big Russia is, it's still, yeah. It, wow. It it okay, yeah. wow, wow. Quite I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't want to sound tiny. Honestly, <laughs> I can't even think about a backyard, let alone the world. I'll get lost in a blade of grass. Yeah. <laughs> she will. I will. Honestly, I'll just... I knock into it. It's really hard. It's like a it's like a corn maze, but for me. Quinn, you know? Quinn tried to roll down a hill one time, and then she. I was lost for weeks. Yeah, she was lost. We couldn't find her because she fell in between the grass. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's so exciting to have you here. Like, yeah. I'm a dog lover. I yeah. like ride them yeah. like a pony whenever I see them. Yeah. But but it's fun, and they're they're like no matter how small they are, I'm like I'm riding it, and they're like you stepped on my dog, and it's like that's not my fault. I, there are a lot of small dogs out there. Yeah, that's true. There are a lot of small dogs. Wait, so for people who don't know you, y- you are a feminist dog trainer, yes, which I basically am. means that you're a feminist. The dog training you do is feminist, and you are making sure that the dogs of the world are feminist. Well, yes. I mean, it's it's, it's dog training from a feminist lens, but it's also feminist in its dog training, and it's also making sure the dogs themselves are feminist and interacting in a feminist way. So it's just feminist all around. It's so wild because like. I love your show because I love like smoking a joint from the lit end and just like watching your show for hours and it's just like pictures of dogs which I love but then it's like you're also so smart that I'm just like well like I don't know well you know I was I was a woman's studies professor I was at uh, yeah at uh, same at oh really no you weren't I was going to say Oh, oh, same, right? Yeah, 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 same. Um, and I, I was, I was teaching at University of California. Same, same, same. Yeah, uck, uck is, is what we called it. Yeah, and uh, and I was teaching there for for a very long time. Or maybe it just felt like a very long time because I had predominantly male students, and they, they weren't learning. They just wow. weren't learning. They Do were you, using their. And work. whose fault was that? Well, it was the male students, and okay. so cool. and I would come yeah. home every day, well, yeah. and I would talk to to my dachshund Ruth, because her name is also Ruth, except it's not a real because I wanted to differentiate the two of us. So I would talk to Ruth, and she really seemed to be getting my feminist theory more than they did, and I thought, well, maybe you just can't teach men, but you can teach dogs. And what so, what were the cues that you were getting from your dog Ruth that made you think like she's getting it? Well, there was eye contact when I made eye contact with her. Yeah. Uh, there was there was definitely much more engagement. Um, she was awake, which was more than I can say for a lot of my male students. Yes, funny like, like most of your students would be male if you were a women's studies professor. Yeah, but Wait, your I've class was called Men Can't Learn. It was, it was called, called that. Men Can't Learn, which you know I I mean like. I, I, I was trying. I, I mean, now that I know about branding, you know, that's a different thing. But like, sure. oh, I literally don't know anything about well, branding. Well, this was in the '90s, and we didn't really know about branding in the Same. '90s. Too tiny. Can't do it. Um, yeah. Now I've got a question for those of us who aren't dogs, but but love horses, which is kind of incredibly different, but sort of similar. Um, yeah. What are like some reading assignments you give your dogs, and is it at all challenging that dogs can't read? Well, I mean, that depends on what you mean by read. 
Oh, I mean, I mean like, like, um, reading. like reading. Yeah. Like reading. Okay. Well, I mean, dogs can read things if you if you give them like a paper or something, and they look at the paper. Like, we don't really quite understand what dogs are because dogs communicate in their own language. Don't know language. what dogs, dogs are. I, I don't. Well, we don't know what dogs like like think inside. We don't know because it is impossible for us to understand that perspective. And so instead, what we have to do is we have to come from a place of mutual aid and mutual caring, which is feminine understanding, which is feminine. It's inherently feminine. Feminist. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you believe that men and women and dogs should all have the same rights? Like, you're a feminist. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I think I think women and dogs should. I don't know about men, but you know, that's yeah. That's but especially it's like, Brandon. But it's like Brandon. we achieve parity and then they come down. It was something. It's something along those lines. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk, but but really, I think that we we you know, it's said that we live in a dog eat dog world, and yeah. that I think is just such a product of the patriarchy to say dog eat dog because dogs don't eat dogs. <laughs> Well, what happens? What happens if one does? Like, what happened if a dog accidentally eats another well, dog? Well, personally, I would blame capitalism <laughs> because that is that is the influence of capitalism right there. The dogs eat dog. It's a dog eat dog world out there, and that is and that is brainwashing, and that is not the way dogs function. What if a dog eats another dog and then it looks you in the eye and speaks a hum in a human voice? I did that on purpose. Yeah. What do you do? What would you do in that situation? Has that ever happened? And how many times? Same. Um, it might have happened once. Wow. wow. That's so cool. Honestly, I like love meeting our guests. But, but you like, know, wow. but you do you also don't know where they've been and like also, you know, you have to question like the, the very free will of a dog under capitalism and under uh, under patriarchy and under human supremacy as well. You have yeah. to think about these things. You have to look at it in its context and then you look at it and realize that you have no answers at all and that's the answer. What happens? <laughs> Sometimes I'm on the street and I'm I'm like I'm really focused trying not to fall into a sideway crack and I'm walking on the street and um I feel like dogs catcalling me like what do I do when <laughs> like a dog parking, isn't like parking just like minding your own business yeah. it's like get out of here it's like t it's like near me and I'm like a uh, hello woman walking well, I mean, I think that those dogs could really benefit from my training, except I don't really like to call it training. I like to call it understanding because I don't really like the idea of a hierarchy. I think that there, there really should be no hierarchy there. And there's very much, you know, a lot of language about it, alpha and, and dominance. And dominance is not something that you should ever work with a dog about. It's not something dominance we don't, we don't talk about, except with Brandon, my boyfriend, who is currently uh, in a muzzle right now, and he better be. What? <laughs> wow. Huh? That's a revelation. He's a very bad boy. Brandon, you better be listening to this. But, but when it comes to dogs, that's different. When it comes to dogs, you don't want to be treating them like that. Holy shit. Okay, cool. Okay, first of all, Brendan is such a cute name for a boyfriend. It's I was thinking of naming my boyfriend that, but he was like, I have a name and I'm married and you have to stop coming here. Plus, I was like, shut up, Brendan. That's so crazy because the first time I met Chab, I was like, the only thing I don't want to change about you is your name. Yeah. It's a mistake. Yeah. I know. Chab um, is, Chab is like his sure, name. I'm pretty sure his name is Chad and you said Chab once and then he fully changed well, his I mean, name. Well, I mean, honestly, no, his it really Chab. doesn't matter. Like, Brandon's been telling me for a long time that his name is Brandon and I just don't listen. Because he's got a muscle on. It's, it's because he has a muzzle on, and he better still be in his cage when I get home. I feel like how would he? Yeah, that sounds like the big. Oh, he's age. a bad boy. He's a very bad boy. Now, what do you, what's the difference between a bad boy and a bad dog? There's no such thing as a bad dog. Oh. Wow. There's that's, only a bad boy. I was asking a real question, but that's kind of like but a fun honestly, riddle. That no, like, there's no such thing as a bad dog. dog. There's no such thing as a bad dog. There's no, there's no inherently bad dog. Yeah, what's your approach to dog training, or should we say a dog understanding in a feminist way? Like, how do you, like, if you have a dog that's, like, peeing on the carpet or, like... Well, you have to understand what the dog's needs are. Like, why is it peeing on the carpet? You know, uh, you have so to go in and assess. It's, it's mutual understanding and it's empathy. It's all about empathy. It's not sympathy. You're not pitying the dog. So when you go into that a house, that you are higher than the dog, and you are not. So when you go into a house, like what? What's your first move? Um, it really. I mean, it also depends on the dog because you also have to take into account individual experiences, and it also depends on the. I don't want to say owner. I don't want to say owner, but I still I don't know a term that that quite works with it. Um, dog mom. Dog mom. Well, I mean that's that's you know mom. That's that's mom is also a problematic term. Uh, I mean I guess I can say. Human oh oh, for I know, I yes. know. Dog, you know, yeah, dog, you know why. Dog mommy. 
Okay, I yeah. what pal? How about pal? Let's call him the pal. A pal. It really so depends on the pal. Dog. It, it, well, it, again, it really depends on the dog, and it really depends on what they're doing. And sometimes we just have to come to like a mutual understanding of relationship. Like, like okay, they can they can pee on the carpet if you know maybe you like actually vacuum the carpet once in a while, and actually you took things out, and you actually took care of the things that you were supposed to, Brandon. You know, things like that. You just like you just really need to, to focus on the relationship to give it. Well, you. I'm saying it's a give and take. I'm saying it's a mutual thing. Which is very feminist. Yes. Very feminist. That's so feminist. The I, most feminist. I have got a question. Like, what are some common questions you get from dog owners who want a dog understand their dogs? Um, I think that a lot of people they, they they think that I think they think that their dogs can't understand what they're saying. So like the way that they talk to their dogs is very problematic. And and I think that we really need to work on like a different lexicon, like with working with the dogs. And we also need to adapt that into dog language as well. Yes. And dog communication. How would you say like if you wanted your dog to like stay? What what would be a more feminist way to say that? Well, first of all, you have to ask why you want it to stay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I know. Because you're its dog mommy. No, no, you're not. What you're if not. it's like you want it to feel the the sun on its face so it can feel like you're a bad you're a bad bitch, but like an empowering way. Like if you oh. want the dog to stay in a shaft of sunlight so it can feel its full power. Well, I mean, we, we try not to use the word bitch because I mean, like who who gave it? Who, who assigned that that women you know, dog, women dogs, dogs were bitches? Dogs. That was it. Dogs made that word. Other dogs made that word. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I I think that that was that was you know humanity imposing itself. And, and and you know putting that from a, from a patriarchal lens onto the dog. Personally, I like to I like to think that I I don't quite have the theory to back that up yet, but I but I think that that is true. Yeah, and you're and, one of the only dog trainers who works with like specifically not giving any commands to the dog. No, I don't give you any commands because I don't like the word commands. No, yeah, I think you go that, into the house and you look at the owner and say she's in charge now. Well, I mean, I think that the whole the whole thing is that you have to realize that you are not in control of the dog, and that you are really not in control of anything. You know what I mean? Mm, but what if you've got like I don't know how to say this. Like, what if you have like money? <laughs> then like you can like like hire someone like you to be like um, I accidentally adopted a horse and brought it into the house and I forgot that my house wasn't a stable because I got like so drunk on a tic-tac and then you're like can someone fix this? <laughs> well there are feminist horse trainers out there I, I would say that but I cannot speak to their personal experience myself so so fair yeah do you think it's feminist to stand over a dog and say I'm riding a pony even if it's a very small dog um, I, I don't think it is, but I think it's very feminist to do that with Brandon. Wow. I, I have a question. Yes. Do you charge male and female dog pals the same fee to um, understand their dogs? Well, that I took mean, some effort. I'm <laughs> really trying to get the. I'm trying to get the lexicon. I'm trying wanna, to get it. I don't want to do any microaggressions. I don't want to microaggress the dogs. You know, so. I did. I did used to charge women seventy percent less, but uh, but now I think that you know I'm I'm trying to kind of transcend the fifth wave and uh, and maybe work from like more of a position of mutual aid instead instead because I think that that's you know that the whole you know seventy percent and like that the wages thing is is inherently capitalistic and you know we need to figure out what comes after capitalism. So you're and not charging money for your services. I'm, I'm charging services for my services. <laughs> oh, I feel like um, it's related to Brandon. Uh, it, it, yeah, well, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Yes, yes. Uh, Brandon provides very, very good services. Yes. I just want to be clear, like, you brought it up. Don't act like I'm being cagey. Well, I'm, 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 I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide when it comes to, to Brandon. Like, has, has Brandon ever said to you something along the lines of, like, yes, I want to be in a cage? Or, or, or has he said something that, that some would say is the opposite, which is, Please don't put me in a cage. I want to be free. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just trying to gauge consent. Brandon and I don't speak a common language, but but you know, but we but we have we have found alternate ways. Oh wait, real quick, is Brandon a dog? Yeah, we should have asked that. Oh, oh no, 
I would never do that to a dog. <laughs> okay. um, so, uh, so I just want to talk to you about my favorite episode of Ruth Krogan, feminist animal trainer. Um, right, yeah. The episode where um, so they had this, this family had a dog that was very vicious. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. It was so good. I loved it because they're all like bleeding, and they had a kid, and they were like, "We don't want to put the dog down, but it bit our son." And then your suggestion was round up all the kids' friends, put them in a line, stick their hand out, and let the dog bite as many of their hands as they as he wanted for as long as he wanted. And then and you were like, our hands, our hands have held them down long enough. It's their chance to bite the kids. They should bite the kids. It was sort of 30 minutes of you saying they should bite the kids while the kids are getting bitten and the kids couldn't because they were asleep. That was like a huge um, issue with the network. I love that episode so much. Yeah, it was, it was it so weird to see it. like honest depictions of children getting bitten on TV. And it's like, visibility is so important. And it was just so cool to see that. It really is, and I really like to think that I'm making a difference with my message. Yeah. I really like to think that I'm making a when difference I'm with my message and, and abiding. And there was a lot of blood that day, but I think we all we all learned a lesson when we were cleaning our hands. One of my favorite, one of my favorite episodes of Ruth Rogan, feminist dog trainer. It was um, the unofficial uh, series finale when you were demonstrating how to walk a dog on a leash, and uh, and instead you uh, and you asked the husband to replace the dog, and everyone shouted, "You're hurting him! You're hurting him!" And he kept saying things like, "I can't breathe," and I. I didn't want to do this and, and things like please tell my kids I love them and then we watched him choke in slow motion and then the dogs ate his body yeah and that was and kind of when the forever. show ended yeah. so sp- well those dogs had a lot of food allergies and they needed like they needed like an alternate source of protein That's true. I mean my, yeah. my my favorite part of that episode was that the outfit the mom was wearing was so cute it was so and, cute it was, and like, I, a, it was like um and my, so le- yeah. and my oh. least favorite part of the episode See, I'm was voluntarily. Yeah. And you're voluntarily, you choose not to see I choose not to see colors. I choose not to see colors because I think it makes me more, more empathetic to the dogs. Interesting, interesting. And how much do you love people food? Um, it really depends on, um, like, what kind of food it is. If it's it really like if I'm eating a sandwich and you're, like, on the floor, are you like, give me some? Um, um, I mean, I, I might, I might, it depends on the sandwich oh, itself. Oh, real quick, are you a dog? Are you a dog? <laughs> and, and I just also, yeah. Well, I think it depends on how you define that. Well, we can't oh, see yeah, you because yeah. yeah, we can't oh. see you because it's a podcast. We can't see you. And, oh, the, well, I mean, and the thing is, is Div only, Div only rides dogs. She doesn't really look them in the eye because no, she doesn't, ever. she doesn't oh. want to send the wrong message, I, you know? Eye contact okay. is like very mainstream media. Like trying to like, look at my eyeballs are television. It's like, no, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I, I don't agree with that perspective, but I'm willing to hear it, which cool. I just did. That's so feminist. Yeah, which I just did, yeah. Do you think uh, it's cool when dogs walk on their hind legs like people, or is it harmful? It depends on whether it was the dog's choice. It really How would it not be the dog's? Oh, like a kid would take the hands and be like, we're dancing. Yeah, I hate kids. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't. I, I, I like dog kids. Oh, like puppies. Dog, dog but kids. Human kids. Yeah. Human kids. We're talking yeah, about Yeah, um, I know it might be hard for you to talk about this because it is an open um, lawsuit, but uh, you actually... <laughs> showed up to the house of that man who's been on all the late night shows and he dances salsa with the golden retriever and he broke every window in his house and yelled i will burn you well i mean i I will burn you and he just kept saying it yeah the quote is like in in, from the transcript of the court cases that you said it 37 times and on the 35th one they 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 put a muzzle on you well, I because mean, you I, asked them to. Specifically. I, I, I'm, I'm used to a muzzle, but I, I would say that that I, I impose a muzzle on myself a lot. It's, it's when I need me time. It's like um, a swaddle for your face. Yeah, it's oh my gosh, it's so it's so comforting. It's so comforting. I highly recommend it. No, but I like to think that we had a dialogue that day. I mean, and and that. 
and the court. Yes, I, I like to think that we had a dialogue that day because he was yelling things like, please don't and stop. And you know, so he was obviously hearing me and hearing my message and, and I was hearing his as well and I was not stopping, you know? And, and it, yeah. was, it was very much an, ex an exchange of ideas and of fire. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much um, for being on the show, even though literally dozens of children have lost hands under your watch and dads have choked off. to death. Yeah. Hands were so bitten. They were so bitten. They, the hands were just like, no, thank you. And the hands off. left the wrist. It's like if you've ever juiced an orange and the pulp just falls. Oh, yeah. It was a lot. It's sad. It was I love that episode. We love that. It, it was, oh, it was everyone's favorite. Okay, we want to play a game with you. We hope that you'll stick around with us. Okay. Okay. Um, this game is called Who Said It? Judy Butler or Judith Bloom? And basically, um, you know, nothing says the 90s like Judith Bloom. Or the revolutionary gender theory of Judy Butler. We're not exactly sure who did what. Uh, we don't, we fired our fact checker. Don't respect But we, we're going to just say a bunch of quotes and then you're going to tell us whether they came from. Judy Butler, author of books such as Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, or Judith Bloom, who wrote things like uh, so Feminists Are Important or something like that. It was um, called like Little Macaroni Girl. It was called Little Macaroni Girl. Um, okay, here's the first quote. There is no original or primary gender a drag imitates, but gender is kind of imitation for which there is no original. Wow. We all follow? That's Is that Judy Butler or <laughs> Judith Bloom? It's so a game for everyone. For everyone. I don't care what your background is, what you grew up reading, I what you learned to study. Judith Butler from The Paperback Princess. It is it's Judy Butler. Good. Okay. You got the next one? Yeah. Too? Okay. Yeah. Hate and war are bad words, but fuck isn't. Who said it? Judy Butler or Judith Bloom. Uh, I think I think that's Judith Bloom. It is. It is. It is. It is. Okay. How about this? How about this next one? Like my mother said, you can't go back to holding hands. Wow. Judy Butler or Judith Bloom. Wow, is that Judy Butler? It isn't. That's it's Judith Bloom. Oh, wow. Okay, all right, all right. We're, we're, keep, we're keeping on. Okay, here's one. Believe in yourself and you can achieve greatness in life. Okay, I think it's Bell Hooks. <laughs> That's, I don't know who that is. I don't, I don't think it's a real person. It's Judith Bloom. Okay, here's, okay. this next one's pretty easy, okay? This I'm next not one, good with rules. Okay, this next one's pretty easy, and it is. It will not do to say that international law is the enemy of the Jewish people, since the Jewish people surely did not as a whole oppose the Nuremberg trials, or the development of human rights law. Was now that, that Judy Butler or Judith Bloom? Uh, this one's super easy. It's so Judith Bloom. Now it's Judy Butler. Uh, <laughs> masculine and feminine roles are not biologically fixed, but socially constructed. This one's tricky. <laughs> it's hard. This one's hard. Judith. Good so far. Good so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Judith. Yeah, not a not a person, but yes. Okay. Julia sounds like a cool number. Julia sounds like yeah. Julia sounds like whatever. And now the Julia well, Bible. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say that one for the one about Jewish people, because Judith would have sounded like a real commentary on the quote about all else. Wow. Okay, now here's one. We must. We must. We must increase our best. Jermaine Greer. <laughs> it's, re it's really just the two options over and over again. The two real people that are <laughs> Judith Bloom or Judy Butler. Jermaine Greer is my favorite Crayola crayon. <laughs> oh my god, same! It's like, you went green. But yeah. Like, uh, that is what I colored everything in when I was little. Uh, I'm going to say that's, that's, uh, that's uh, Judy Butler. I forgot. Um, I forgot the answer. It's Judith Bloom. It's Judith Bloom. Okay, uh, do you want to hear the last one? Okay. Yeah. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Was that Judy Butler or Judith Bloom? <laughs> 
Uh, Judith Bloom. Yes! Wow. And that was Who Said It? Okay, so this brings me to my favorite part of the podcast. Favorite, favorite, favorite. It's called Spill It. So we're going to plug stuff. Yeah. Um, so real quick, just don't forget to check out our other podcast. Serial. It's on... <laughs> It's it's a really really popular podcast and I can't believe we haven't plugged it's it until nuts. now. We love it, but basically we we really eat good. full bowls of cereal on air and that's it. So uh, people of ASMR are like come to it. And another and another thing about cereal is that support for cereal comes from Squarespace, which is formerly known as Backstops. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tune in next week where we get to pet our spirit animals for the first time. So exciting. Okay, wait. So do you, um uh do you have anything? like to plug? Um, well, Brandon, but that's a different story. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Butthole. We walked right into that one. I don't know what it means because I'm too tiny, but it sounded dirty. Just, just want to know what a Just want to know. What? Um, that's good. Anything else you want to plug? Um, I mean, well, I would promote the, the second season of my show, but it's pending corridor right now, so sure, sure. So I am, I am not. But if, if it happens, and uh, yeah, if it happens, if we if we beat this, you guys it. are producing it on a boat offshore, so that you're we not are, held accountable to any laws. We are. It's in international waters. It's great. We're, we're there's some great like interaction with dolphins, and it's, it's a great boat. boat. A lot of kids are gonna get bit. A lot of kids are gonna get bit. Oh, so many, so many. A lot of male babies. It's weird that you advertise it. As a family cruise, it seems deliberately mischievous. You know, I mean, I, I think I think it's just like a lot of people see what they want to see and they hear what they want to hear. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Glad you have anything you want to plug? Oh yeah, totally. I'm getting my nails painted next week, and I think I'm gonna go like with a pale-ish pink. <gasps> and so, so for you. Yeah. So I'm gonna be gramming it somewhere between eight to fourteen minutes after it's over. So check my media channels. <laughs> what about so you? I want to plug, I will be at Buffalo Exchange getting stuck in a wrap dress and I'm going to like sort of whirl out of the dressing room just sort of like throwing my arms around going, fuck! <laughs> so you can come see that, it'll be the Court Street location. Um, is it on Court Street? I don't know. Where is it? Burger NK. Yeah. NK. Alright. Um, well, that's so fun. Anybody here have anything they want to plug? No, yeah. just kidding. Just Shut kidding. up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. This was Math Time with Reductress, brought to you by the Sideshow Network, written by Beth Newell, Sarah Papalardo, Nicole Silverberg, Anna Dresden, and Jasmine Pierce. Special thanks to our producer, Maria Spertolosi, and our guest, Mara Wilson. Check out Reductress.com for more. Thanks so much for coming out. Thank you.